Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. Trust everybody slept well uh, last night and uh, ready and raring to hit the day, running today. So uh, it is uh, supposed to be another beautiful day and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing another sunny, warm day. As you all know, I love sunny weather i hate despise and loathe cold with every fiber of my being <laughs> so i uh, uh so looking forward to spring and summer from what i looks like it's going to uh cool down uh next week again so hopefully uh maybe after that it'll start getting warm uh start warming up again i get out here in just a second these early mornings i get tongue-tied real easy can't half think for whatever reason so but um, I do want to say uh, good morning. Uh-oh, hit the wrong button here. Hold on, give me a second here. Hit some on my computer. Uh, see, here we got, um, who all do we have here this morning? We got, good morning to Karen, Sheila, Allie, Jennifer Williams, Darlene Barker. We got Angel Dixon, some woman named Brandy Young. I'm not familiar with her. <laughs> and uh, that's my wife. And that's uh, all the ones that I can see. Uh, this morning, looks like more than that watching, but those are the ones who have uh, commented thus far, but appreciate all you wonderful individuals for tuning in this morning. So, made, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. Let me pull this up here. So let's stand up here. Let me get over here. So we stand, we don't kneel for the, uh, for the flag. We kneel for the cross, but we stand for the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I praise the Lord for this flag. I tell you, I am growing weary of the uh, debate on this kneeling fiasco. I... Uh, Decided yesterday, you know, I hadn't really, I don't debate a whole lot on uh, social media much anymore, but every once in a while I like to just poke a bear and uh, or swing at a hornet's nest uh, just for the fun of it, <laughs> just to torment uh, the snowflakes and the liberals out there. It it, uh, it makes me happy. Uh, so yesterday, uh, good morning, Kelly. But um, yeah, you know, Don't Say Press, uh, they had an article on there yesterday and it's uh, Alderman, I've got to see what was the title that uh, might as well blank on me now. The title of the oh, there it was. Uh, the Jonesboro Alderman Dickinson, Dixon rather, on anthem protest. Players are wanting to see America live out its creed of justice and equality. Well, you know, I uh, I've just had a belly full of this these lies uh, and that uh, the liberal left are trying to push and portray that. Uh, uh, these downpour trodden uh, those of color and and women are are being suppressed and oppressed and and then there, there's no equality or or justice and what a bunch of baloney you know I mean it's just I mean nothing but causing division so I call this turkey out as an idiot oh man you know uh, I, the comments uh, uh, that I received was you're supposed to be a pastor you don't call someone an idiot that is horrible. Have you ever looked up the definition of an idiot? A definition is someone who is foolish. Stupid. <laughs> someone who is foolish. And it was also a psychiatric uh, term used for mental disorder. 
to me, that describes a liberal to a T. They are idiots. <laughs> so, you know, it is, uh, uh, you know, uh, this is fallacy uh, that there is no equality. That's why I wrote it on there underneath that is how many of these young men who are kneeling have scholarships? Because very few countries uh, offer the opportunities we have in this country to go to school with a scholarship. I was talking about Crappernick, and uh, oh, they didn't like it when I called Crappernick that, uh, and uh, and said, look who how he was adopted by white parents, given opportunities to play in the NFL, he wouldn't have had in any other country, black, white, purple, blue, red, whatever, male or female, everybody has the equal opportunity to succeed in this nation. It, I don't care what color you are. I mean, look at the African-Americans who have made it as doctors, lawyers, attorneys, CEOs, journalists. I mean, anything they want to be. Same thing with women. They say that, well, there, there's a pay gap with women. No, there isn't. That there's a Statistically, women make less because most women, uh, or a majority of them, for many years, I don't know, I read the recent statistics, have taken jobs that pay less. A lot of, a lot of women choose a teaching profession, or a lot of times they're, they may be stay-at-home wives or work from home or things like that. So uh, that's statistically, that's why they seem to make less, because they take those types of jobs. But there are a lot of women out there who make far more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. I mean, there's a lot of successful women out there. So I get so tired of this rhetoric of of uh, just you know of, of racial inequality and uh, police brutality. There are instances, yes, of police brutality that is wrong. But majority, uh, these people are running from the cops, attacking cops, and, and they and they're wondering why. Uh, you know, a cop's got to defend himself. You know, it's uh, it's just it's it's insane. And I was talking on there how they need to get in the, the community and make a difference if they're so concerned about it. Instead of showboating and taking a knee, and these kids probably don't even know what they're even doing it for because they want to parrot what they see these other uh, people are doing. And uh, so, you know, it is, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm just getting tired of it. And this, this liberal alderman has the nerve to say, we need to have dialogue. We need to sit down and talk. When in the world have you ever seen a liberal have a rational conversation with anybody? You know, that's, that's what I put on there. I said, liberals run on emotion. They don't run on fact. That's why we have snowflakes melting because of a plastic potato and a cartoon skunk and you know it's just it's ridiculous man you know and, and they because they don't run on fact they run on emotion so i stand by what i said and uh i had people say that uh, as a pastor you shouldn't say that but you know what uh, you all know i don't my dad and i both we don't sugarcoat nothing we want to speak the truth and love but uh you know you call a spade a spade you call you know you just you call things what they are and uh you know it just uh, uh i don't care you know i i don't want to uh potentially hurt somebody but i've got to call things out for what they are and if that offends you it's that's the problem with so many churches you got so many uh pansy uh milk toast uh pastors out there who refuse to call things out for what they are because they want everybody to feel wonderful they like you just the way you are pat you on your little head you know and just and that's, that's just it man you know they're, they're, they're not getting any truth that's why we have a, a nation field of ignorant Christians out there. So if I offend, well, so be it. I mean, I've got to speak the truth, like it or not. So, but uh, uh, 
Allie says not everyone has the same result, but we all have the same opportunity. Exactly, you know. Uh, that's why it goes back to um, what I was talking about between the difference between uh, uh, when you hear this uh, racial equality and racial equity. Make sure, you know, when you hear that, you notice that term's been changed a lot because if I, you know, if I'm in a room and I've got five dollars and Joe blows in the same room and say he's of color and and he has fifty cents in his pocket even though he may have spent his money on something else uh, and waste it and I didn't they consider that uh, the, on unequal footing and we should both have the same amount of money you know what I'm saying? Well, in other words it's socialism that's all it is but anyway that's my rant for the day let's look at our verse. <laughs> All right. Uh, our main focus this morning is submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, I would like to read this in uh, in the, from uh, verse seven through nine, if I may. Again, submit yourselves. Let me go. Of course, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. You know, when we look at this verse this morning, you know, I, it, there was an illustration that I had read that uh, talked about a woman uh, that uh, she had uh, sheep that she, she cared for and took care of, man, like a sheep farm. And uh, uh, these coyotes kept trying to come in on them. She said she tried everything in the world. She put like, uh, uh, you know, you get those little things that emits a certain kind of sound that's supposed to hurt their ears and make them go away. That didn't work. Uh, she didn't play loud music. That didn't work. She even slept with the with the lambs and stuff, trying to protect them. You know, just nothing seemed to work. Well, the the, the she had a, this crazy idea to get a llama, and uh, I, uh, llamas are are you know you wouldn't think that would be something that would protect, but llamas will charge at something. You know, instead of running from it, they will charge at something, and it would run those coyotes off. And see, that's what we have to do as Christians. You know, we've got to stand our ground. And uh, I know that uh, uh, it, the battle is tough. But we had someone I was talking about you a little bit yesterday. We have to put on the um, uh, whole armor of God. And we have to be ready for the battle. And we have to be uh, offensive as much as we are defensive. And I think that's a problem with a lot of Christians. We give up and give in too easily uh, to sin. That's why you know, we're talking about here, you double-minded. But see, we got to submit to God, and when you submit, you're submitting to authority. Uh, when I was in the uh, Air Force, you know, it's the first time in my life I ever felt like property, and they let you know that you were government property. I mean, I felt like a table or a chair or something. You know, I mean, I was literally owned, and so you had to submit, like it or not. You signed those papers. You had to submit to those in authority and do what they say, and I made the biggest mistake. Uh, my grandfather, he told me, said, don't volunteer for nothing. No, you just don't. You just you know, be still and, and mind your business there. Well, I was uh, I was like the first day I was there, and uh, I was standing there. I was trying not to move, breathe. I just try to keep. I just wanted to just blend in. I didn't want to stand out in any way. I just wanted to blend in. And uh, uh, they were picking road guards, and he picked this guy here and picked another guy here. We picked the guy directly in front of me. I made the mistake of going. And when I did that, he said, no, I want you. And he picked me. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And, uh, and so I had to be a, a road guard. And uh, all I want to do is just blend in. I didn't want, I didn't want no problems. No, no, I just want to just get through it. Uh, and, uh, but no, I had to be picked to be the road guard. 
and uh, and the idiot they teamed me up with didn't know which direction to go in, tripped me and <laughs> busted my back. But anyway, uh, that's the problem with too many Christians. You know, they just want to blend in. They don't want to stand out. They don't want no problems. They don't want no controversy. They just want to blend in and and just you know, kind of skate through life. That's not how the Christian walk is. So we have to be continually growing. We have to be continually learning. We have to be continually striving and strengthening ourselves and, and strive for that mind of Christ each and every day. The devil is on attack. You know, just like those coyotes, as God's word says, the Satan is like a, a roaring lion. He's just circling around. He's just waiting for that weakness. He's waiting to devour you. So that's why we have to be on the offensive. We have to charge in and be ready to fight. You know, we was talking about uh, D-Day yesterday and uh, talking about uh, uh, those that um, are on the beaches of Normandy and how they had that uh, uh, small band of soldiers were, were victorious. And the devil wants to make you think he has more power than what he has. He, he wants to make you think he's invincible, but the thing of it is he is not invincible. And God is the one who has the ultimate power and the ultimate control. So when we read here to submit, therefore, to God, it's saying to obey God. And that's something we have to strive for every day. It's tough. It's hard. It's difficult. Uh, to always try to obey the Lord, to submit to his authority, to do what is right. Uh, it's so easy when you're alone for thoughts to creep in. It's so easy when you're alone to uh, to view something maybe you shouldn't or, or, and, or you know, like I was talking about yesterday, losing your temper or whatever it may be. Those, the devil knows your weaknesses, and we have to be proactive. We have to be ready for the battle at hand. Uh, that's what comes in to memorizing Scripture. Uh, that's one, one one of our weapons, to spending that time in the Word, to spend that time in prayer, to have that intimate relationship with Christ, to walk with Him daily. That's the only way we're going to be victorious. And I tell you what, sometimes I wonder if, you know, I, it makes you wonder if you're doing the right thing or on the right track when the, the devil attacks. I mean, because he's been on my heels for good grief uh, for, you know, just last, I mean, he's always on my heels, but I mean, particularly... Uh, last week or so, man, a lot. It's just like, it's just one thing after, it's like one hit after another, one hit after another. And it's just like, my gosh, what is going on? Will this ever just let up? You know, I just want to do what's right in God's eyes. I want to live for Jesus Christ. I want to have a closer, more intimate relationship with him. And all I do is mess up, say the wrong things, do the wrong things, react the wrong way. And it's just like, oh my gosh, please. I just want to just serve Jesus. I just want to do the right thing. And it's just all I do is mess up. But that's just it, you know. Uh, maybe that's um, my. This has been my training exercise, if you will. Sometimes we we have to re-enter that boot camp, if you will, because when they, when you go into boot camp, they're there to break you down and build you back up to be the soldier that they want you to be to uh, to learn to follow orders. And sometimes we we get a little arrogant in our walk, you know. We think, hey, you know, look at me. I'm doing well. I'm following Jesus. Word and, uh, and and we have a bit of prideful arrogance that we have to be humbled by. Maybe the Lord's got to put us through that boot camp again to make, wake us up and realize that, whoa, man, I am a wretch. I am uh, nothing. I am. I must humble myself before the God before God. You know, and that's something that we see here in James that if you draw close to Him, He will draw close to you. And we need to do that in all humility in our lives. And so, if we're getting a little arrogant. Uh, in uh, our walk with the Lord. Maybe sometimes the Lord allows these attacks to happen, to humble yourself, to rattle your cage, so to speak, to, so that you'll understand it. Hey, man, I, I, I'm not uh, uh, doing as good as I thought. I, I needed a little humility to wake me up. 
So, no, these attacks are going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it is when they happen. And uh, I really do believe that sometimes when we get close to the Lord, that's when the devil wants to attack at much more. That's when he wants to zero in on those weaknesses. That's when he wants to come at you hard. And, you know, sometimes when you fall and mess up, it's easy to question, am I really saved? You know, if I was really saved, would I act this way? If I was really saved, would I do this? It's easy to have that kind of mentality. You want to question your salvation, but I understand your salvation is secure. And the fact that you even question it, the fact that you're still trying, the fact that you're in church shows and demonstrates that new creation, shows and demonstrates that change of heart that you are saved. Because if you were not saved, you would just go right back in the world. You wouldn't question it. You wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't be convicted over that sin. You would go right back into the world. So that's why we have to read here that not only are we have to resist the devil, he'll flee from you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. We must purify our hearts, you double-minded. So that's what we're seeing here in James uh, 4, uh, 7 through uh, 9. And uh, so be sure in that we're, we're, you're striving for that pure of heart, which, like I said, we can strive for it. Uh, we may miss the mark because we're imperfect beings, but we can strive for that. We can strive for that mind of Christ. But, my friends, you have to keep growing. You have to stay in the fight. And if you're stagnant in your growth, if you are complacent, if you are apathetic, if you are no longer, you know, you're just trying to blend in, there's a problem. You've got to remember we've been set apart. You know, just like I wanted to blend in there in the Air Force, I was set apart. Whether I liked it or not, I was set apart. And uh, as a Christian, when you got to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you, uh, you are the called out ones. You have been set apart. So remember that. Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Let his strength be your own. Keep up the fight. Keep pushing forward. Never give up. As Buzz Lightyear says, never give up, never surrender. <laughs> and keep pushing forward. All right? And uh, we're in this battle. We're all in it together. You're not alone in your fight. You're not alone in your weaknesses. And uh, just remember, resist, fight, be that llama. You know, who would have thought that we'd be encouraged to be a llama to charge in after whatever's trying to attack. So uh, remember that today. May I make some t-shirts up that says, be a llama. <laughs> be, be a llama, don't be a sheep. <laughs> there you go. So uh, hopefully this will, uh, yeah, uh, Darley said, no pain, no gain. So there you go. Well, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day, your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us in this daily battle. Lord, I, sometimes it feels like we lose more than we win. But, Lord, we know that you're with us. Wherever we go, you are there. Help us, Lord, to put our hand in the nail-scarred hand. Help us to be bold as lions. And, Lord, help us to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Help us, Lord, to be a llama and to help us to charge in after what is trying to attack. Let us be strong. Let us not be fearful. Of course, we know that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Lord, let us serve you well. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I do pray as I pray every morning for this nation and our leaders and that you will touch their hearts and minds. They'll come to know you. And Lord, for it's too late. Lord, as I pray every morning, Lord, please be with our sister in Christ, Ginger Hood and Ken Penix and Wendy Lee. Lord, be with Linda David Feathers. And Lord, pray that you be with Jane Kitchings and Larry and Donna Knight. I pray that you be with Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with all those who have lost loved ones uh, within our church or maybe watching this morning. 
Uh, Lord, give them peace and strength and uh, let your presence be known and felt. Uh, Lord, be with those who are having to have surgeries and dealing with COVID or whatever related sicknesses there may be. And Lord, let your healing be full and complete. Lord, again, be with us. Lead God and protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, my llamas. <laughs> Let us, uh, uh, don't forget that, uh, tonight at seven o'clock, we'll have our Wednesday evening service here online and, uh, we'll continue our study in first Peter chapter five. I think we're in five now. So we start with verse one of chapter five. So be sure and tune into that. It's been a great study. I know I've learned a lot and, uh, so continue to join in with us. If you haven't been with us, uh, hey, it's not too late. It's not like you, you can't, it's not like, you know, uh, if you're like me, if it's a TV show, <clears throat> if I miss the first couple of episodes, I won't watch it because I feel like I'm, I don't know what's going on. It's not like it with God's Word. So you can jump in at 5 and hey, you can still join in and learn. It's not like you want to get in there and be like, well, I don't know what's going on. It's all it's all good in the hood. You know what I mean? So uh, so don't forget also, you can watch, if you don't want to watch your social media or if you have problems watching on social media, remember you can always watch live on our website at flbconline.com. And as always, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Docu and Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. So, well, my friends, Lord will, we'll see you here at 7 o'clock this evening. I hope everybody has a great day, fantabulous day, and a blessed day. And remember, say it with me, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.